2: Welcome to the Haters Press Conference podcast. This is the first place, some say only, where you can hear football's leading managers' press conferences in full. Hi guys, Dan here from Haters TV, where we've just been speaking to Mikel Arteta at London Colney ahead of tomorrow night's huge clash at Anfield against Liverpool. Arteta spoke about the new European Super League plans, which Arsenal themselves have come out and uh, rejected, um, and also ahead of a mouth-watering clash at Anfield, How? Arsenal will go about silencing the Anfield faithful uh, as they look
3: to top the table at Christmas.
0: Good count, Merry Christmas.
3: Merry Christmas to you all. thank as you. As it's
0: Christmas, we'll get the annoying question out of the way first. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> the European Super League, the club have now issued a statement,
3: yeah.
0: distancing itself from any attempt to start the Super League again, but would be interesting to get your thoughts
3: on it. Well, very clear, exactly the same. Um, we remain in the same position, we love playing in the Champions League and we um, and will continue to do so.
0: The players, the PFA say that the players and the fans are against it. Is that the sense you get, that the players don't really want to be involved as well? I think
3: that's a question for them. But obviously, supporters, football supporters and, and the passion they bring to the game is the main reason why uh, this game belongs to them and to the players, because they are the absolute protagonists and what make this game so enjoyable. And we have to look after them, and their opinion is very, very important.
0: In terms of uh, um, injuries, uh, Thomas Partey, is there any big update on him?
3: He's still finalising his rehab. Um, he still hasn't trained with the team yet. Um, more Lenny uh, Hopefully he will train with us this afternoon, see how he feels about it. Um, for the rest, no, no news. Jorginho as
0: well, is there
3: a doubt? still a doubt, yes. Racing? racing. He's racing.
0: <laughs> Anfield, uh, Friday Night Football, always a special game, but particularly under the floodlights.
3: It's going to be a special atmosphere. Uh, obviously the two teams are in, in a great moment, in a really good position, really strong position. Both teams, I'm sure, have prepared the game to win it and to go for it and, um, and it's going to be an intense match.
0: Being top at Christmas obviously doesn't win you anything and you were top at Christmas Last Christmas and obviously didn't manage to win the title. But is it still, is it still nice to help you celebrate and enjoy Christmas to be top of the table?
3: It's always great to um, to be the in the highest position in the league, especially in this league. And uh, we'll try to maintain that. And to uh, do that tomorrow, we're going to have to play really well, compete extraordinarily <coughs> well, and be very intelligent to manage uh, the moments of the game as well.
0: Have you we seen Jurgen Klopp's rallying call to the fans? Yeah. It, has he done that because he's really worried about Arsenal? Is it a compliment to Arsenal in a way?
3: I don't know. That's a question for him. Uh, the way we're going to prepare the game is uh, what we have to do to to play better than them, to beat them, and um, and to focus on our supporters as well. And I'm sure that a lot of them are going to travel tomorrow there, and uh, and they're going to be like always supporting the team.
0: But it's quite unusual to think of Anfield not being an amazingly noisy stadium with massively partisan home support. Are you surprised you made that statement?
3: I don't know. I have enough thinking about uh, the team and, and how we're going to prepare the game to win it.
0: Just finally from, from me, we weren't here, but you celebrated four years in the job mm. exactly this week. When you took the job, we would have said to you in four years' time you'd be in the final stages of the Champions League and top of the table, would you, would you have taken that?
3: I'm sure um, I would, uh, but... Um, we haven't still win enough important things, and uh, we want to be better and we want to be more successful. There's a lot of things that we have achieved together in those uh, four years, um, but that's thanks for the people that they've been in this journey with us together, and the ones that they were behind us as well. Thank
0: you. Thanks,
1: Gary. Thank you. Hi, Miguel, Hi. Um, I just wondered, when you played, what were your memories of Anfield, or what's your favourite memory of Anfield?
3: Winning there, yeah, as always. Um, last time when when we when we beat them, it has been a while ago. There, um, yeah, that was a, a really good moment and uh, something to replicate tomorrow.
4: The fact you played so well against Brighton and that Man United actually went there and got a point at Anfield to sort of. Do you take those aspects as well and use them going into Anfields, which has been a tough place for teams to go this
3: season? I don't know. It's, every game is different. They have a really particular way of playing, like Brighton had, like Villa had, uh, and every game is prepared in a different way. Um, the contests were different. The atmosphere is something that it's important to understand as well. But we have now the experience of what we did last year there as well for big parts of the game. And that's a lot of things that we have to replicate and some others that we have to do better to, to win tomorrow.
1: And then if I was to ask you, which do you prefer, playing or managing at Anfield?
3: I don't know, to be fair. I always say that there's nothing like playing, uh, but as well there is something about managing that you you feel that cohesion between the team, that chemistry between players and, and a team producing what it was in your brain. I don't know if it gets much better than that.
4: Awesome, Mikael, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, George. Mikel, hello. J- just on Anfield, you played really well for 28 minutes last season.
3: 28? Well, Mamma mia, now we're <laughs> going to uh, the real start. I, I
4: was looking back, but... I think it was 27. <laughs> Granite Jacker then riled up the crowd and he, he made that tackle and engaged with the crowd. Will you speak to your players about doing that tomorrow and they'll have to calm their emotions? Maybe because Jürgen Klopp's really fired up the Liverpool crowd mm. so is it a game that you and the squad have got to manage in a different way that you haven't done
3: before? All the games, but Granny Chaga did that in many games and we won, and then nobody talks about that, you know. So it's a little bit sometimes too simplistic. There are certain things obviously that we have to manage very well in big games, and uh, and emotional state is something that is crucial when you play it against a big opponents away. So, so, what do
4: you think? because I know we joke about 28 minutes, but you were really good. So what have the players learned from that? Because this sort of wobble started after that result, didn't it, in terms of where your title challenge went? Yeah,
3: there are certain things uh, that we didn't manage very well. um, The way they allowed... to. We allow them to run, especially after a few things that we didn't do well enough uh, that we have to correct and, and be much better at, because when they get that momentum and space, they are a really dangerous team. But as well, we had some big, big situations, even after those moments that we could have killed the game, and, and we didn't. And when you have the opportunity to do that, you have to do that.
4: You're four years into this plan. How mm-hmm. happy are you with where you want Arsenal to be? I mean, you've come a long way since where you started, but in terms of where this team's
3: out how pleased are you with what you've done in four years yes it's something to reflect on but now it's, we are in the competition i think you you live the present in a really intense way and and you're just looking for ways to be better you know and and to improve and to evolve the club the team um, yourself individually as well as a manager how you can be better for this group what the team demands um but overall, I'm really pleased with what is happening um, around the club, with the people that we work with, and how people feel and, and our people especially feels about uh, what we are doing.
4: And just one on the Super League. It can't really succeed, can it, without England's biggest clubs? If Arsenal say they're not going to be in it, does it have a future?
3: I don't know. Uh, <laughs> everybody will have his own opinion and, and commitment. Uh, now, in a year's time, in three years' time, so who knows how this is going to end up?
4: Thank
2: you. Good job. Thank you. Hi, Michael. Hi. Um, in terms of this fixture, is it a better time to be playing it now than it was last season, But it came a little bit later
3: in the calendar? Something that we cannot pick is uh, that it's around the Christmas period uh, it's, um, it's under the footlights, it's going to be a special night and it's always great to go to Anfield, so i uh, looking forward to it.
2: I mean, Your players have played in, in big atmospheres all around the world for, for club and country. Is, that, is it still something you have to talk to them about though? Keeping their heads in a game like this? They know.
3: They know. We have experienced that uh, for many years now. For this group of players, now is the third, fourth time that they've been there. A few years ago, it was the first time for most of them. Uh, and maybe you have to clarify and explain certain things. I don't think that's necessary now.
2: Manchester United went in with game plan last week, which was, I think, perceived by most people as being quite pragmatic, quite negative. Um, will you attack Liverpool tomorrow, or will you go? A, a game plan sorry, with, sorry, can you will repeat? You attack Liverpool tomorrow? Or no, the first
3: part play? of the question. Hmm? The first part of the question. Manchester I, United sorry.
2: were, I think their ah, okay. game plan last week was a bit boring, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when you go with a more attacking game plan, tomorrow, basically.
3: Well, we we'll would have the game plan to, to beat them and, and to, to leave Anfield with three points. That's how we're going to prepare <laughs> the game, for sure.
2: And in terms of last season, you were tuning up there. Was that when they came back into the game Drew? Did you know that the writing was on the wall in terms of the title and your your ambitions for last season? From that point, or was it later on in the run?
3: No, it was that run of games that after we have when we have a few draws in a row as well. But um, that was part of it. You know, we had moments that we could have um, killed the game uh, to get away with the three points, and, and we didn't. And then in, in certain moments, especially in the second half, we suffer in many moments to to maintain that draw. And
2: finally, in your, last, in your four years here so far. You've changed so much about the club. You brought in the, the, the phrase believe in the process and, and, and everything. Um, would you consider so far what you've done a success?
3: I think I'm really happy where we are and, uh, and how we have achieved things, you know, and how we have behaved uh, through difficult moments, through good moments, um, and the involvement of everybody at the football club and how they feel that they have participated building what we are doing. And uh, you know, it's a joy to be here um, with these people and I'm um, willing to be better because we are t- for sure not satisfied.
0: Thanks,
1: okay, a couple Hi. of years ago when the, the plans for the Super League first came out, you spoke about how this was a big moment for fan power to show that the game belonged to the fans. Have you spoken to the, the board and the powers that be to have assurances that they won't ever engage in those conversations again?
3: Well, the conversation that we had uh, were very clear as to the experience that we had, uh, as you said, two years ago and I think the club has issued a statement that is very clear and transparent and I uh, will stick to that.
1: You've also been in English football for a long time now, substitute obviously the two big Spanish clubs that were driving it, what is, is English football with the depth of the league, you see Aston Villa, teams like that, Leicester in recent years, is there anything that can compete with English football, is that what you treasure about it?
3: <laughs> I don't know. I think we are so privileged to have the league that we have, uh, to have the competition that we have, um, to have the uncertainty that we have every single game of what's going to happen and that what it drives, I think, uh, this league and, and a lot of football supporters to watch it um, every time because it's, it's beautiful.
1: And just one finally thing on just talking about discipline. We're we'll talking about Liverpool, how hard the place it is to go. Look at the stats this season. I think we've conceded the second fewest fills in the league, least amount of yellow cards. Is there something, we you said over the last couple of years, you go back a couple of seasons ago, there was a, a lot of red cards over a few weeks. Is there something about your management that's changed that's maybe reflected in the temperament of the, the team
3: now? Well, yeah, it's true. There is a period We you try to coach the team in, in the best possible way to be efficient. We don't want to fall. we want to regain the ball as high as possible, we want to nullify the opponent's strength as much as we possibly can, and we want to be dominant, that's for sure. Um, but there are certain things. There are qualities of players that allows you to do certain things better than than with others. And um, and as well, I think experience is something that is very important as well. You know, and um, and understanding what you have to do in each area of the pitch, in each moment of the game, and that's something that, in my opinion, we have improved. Just um, on Gabriel and Saliba,
1: how key are they to that? Because you seen last week at Brighton, they were just so dominant. How how much is their the relationship, the partnership improved since the.
3: At the start of last season. I think they clicked straight away and, and that's something that uh, as a coach you really hope for because when you talk about partnerships then those two positions are, are key and, and there is that chemistry, there is that understanding, they complement each other in a great way, everybody has his role and it's very clear and it's very well accepted and um, and they are getting better and better, still super young uh, for the for the position that they play in and uh, and they can of still get better.
4: I
2: um, I think it's fair to say in the four years you've had here you've you've ended some runs, for example, Arsenal finally meeting Matt City a few, a few months ago. But one of those runs is it's not on Anfield since you're in the team in fact. Um is is this another one of those monkeys that the
0: club just need to get off the back and get and get a result there and, and why do you think it has been so difficult with them?
3: Yeah, we have done it um, in Old Trafford, we have done it at Stamford Bridge, in, in, in many other places that for many years we haven't. And That's the next challenge, go there and, and win. And, uh, if you want to be at the top, you're going to have to those places and, and be dominant and win the games, and, and that's what we're going to try to do.
2: You went there as a, as a player with Everton, and um, since you've come here, you obviously in the, in the documentary you played the music, and last year you said here <laughs> that it's a, it's a bit of a jungle atmosphere at Anfield. Do you think that silence in the crowd is, is key to, to getting the result there?
3: you have to play better than them and, and you will sign as a crowd if you are dominant and you are better than them like in any other ground there is no difference there I think Go ahead. you speak there about
0: being dominant and last week against Brighton was one of your most dominant performances perhaps in your time in charge at Liverpool, it's going to be difficult to maintain that level of control over the game for the full ninety minutes. Will you tell your players almost that they have to accept there's going to be periods where they can't control the
3: game? Yeah, you have to. You're going to have to suffer, and every game you have to suffer. And how you go through those <coughs> moments together, how do you do it? How you overcome those moments, and and that's a big thing. And last year we went through those moments, especially in the second half. And um, and uh, we have some difficulties to get over them, you know. And they extended for a period that it was um, too long. And uh, and you have to be able to turn those moments around and uh, and come back to the state of the game that you want. And
0: what does it take to, to turn those moments around? Like you say, is it calm ahead? Is it? It's obviously difficult. It's easier to say it than do it on the pitch. But is that what it takes?
3: Yeah, you try to teach them. There are certain things that 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 you can do, but um, especially have the ball. Uh, as far as possible from your goal and, and be dominant in the areas that you want to be dominant and, and that's it and sometimes it's credit to the opponent that they manage to do that to you and, and, and you're struggling to get out of that position
4: Thanks. 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 Michael, Just one on the Super League just, given <coughs> your history with, with Barcelona and, and they're obviously one of the teams that's driving this would you just be sad as, a, as an ex-Barcelona player to see them effectively leave mainstream football and go and play in a new competition?
3: And that's not for me to judge. You know, everybody's got the right reasons, and I'm sure a lot of thoughts why they defend uh, their position, the club's position, in the best possible way. And uh, I can talk about what I think is best for for us and the decision that we have made as a club. Okay. Last
4: um, Mikel, we
0: talk a lot about with you about sort of player welfare and you know, the workload on players. Is is one thing that can come out of things like the Super League that? people actually talk about the issue of the current game, what's going on and maybe things could be addressed that are perhaps forgotten about until something like this appears
3: from, from the side? I don't know, whatever the decision is of, of any club or, or us in football and everybody that we are involved in, is it's two things. One is the soul of this game which is our supporters uh, because that's what they make this game possible and then the players and uh, look after those two in the best possible way. I think that's our responsibility, our duty and, and everything every decision has to be focused on those two aspects especially and then yeah to have a game that um, that promotes the integrity and the beauty of, of the game and um, and try to find that if you like what you hear please
2: remember to subscribe or follow and leave us a positive review it really will help us get to more grounds around the footballing world you can also follow haters tv on youtube facebook twitter instagram tiktok snapchat and our wonderful website at haters.com. Thanks for listening.